0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer.
1: Oh, what a ranger game you just heard from. Plus, Kyrie goes wild and vaccination issues again. 1-800-919-3776. That's the number to join our Tuesday conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer's with me. You can reach us both at Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. You'll need those for the mayhem that we'll have at the top of the hour. Brian the Brain and Jake the Snake along the way until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN New York. Hello, Gordon.
0: Larry, how are we feeling tonight?
1: Oh, great.
0: Just great, just Rangers. Great. Another th- classic third period. Oh then. man, going to overtime. Yeah, and, and a quick overtime. Yes, they got it done <laughs> quickly. Yes, they did. <laughs> not the not,
1: loss not of the, momentum there. Yeah, and they, they said, "Look, we'll give the fans a little extra, a couple of couple of
0: minutes. We're good. We're not. We're not going to shootout tonight." A little couple extra minutes, we're fine. We're done. Goodbye. Well, I think it was the Rangers wanted to get it done quickly because they also are looking forward to March Movie Mayhem. No it question. Was so much fun the first day, and the Absolutely. Rangers are big into it. So yes, we can get to it at the top of the, uh, at, at the eleven o'clock hour.
1: That's it. We'll do it at eleven, so people can get ready. Uh, and a lot of response on the first night, Gordon. A lot of yeah, response. pretty good, pretty good. A lot of response, so we can be better tonight. So get your brackets ready. Start writing them down and and send them in. Uh, Once again, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 (laughs) underscore 7 FM. Gordon, we'll get to Kyrie and an unbelievable performance against an Orlando Magic team that waved the right flag probably five (sighs) minutes into the game. Wow.
0: (laughs) I've seen better. uh, I've seen better defense at NBA All-Star games.
1: Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. And we'll give Kyrie his due. But, Gordon, we we, we start with baseball, and here we go again unvaccinated major league players are ineligible to play games in Toronto. We knew while those on the Mets and Yankees are also unable to play at home because of New York city's private employer mandate. So unvaccinated players were going the restricted list for games in which they can't play, meaning they won't get paid or accrue service time. Now, according to a spokesperson, New York city isn't planning on handing out exceptions for specific individuals. And it apparently doesn't matter that baseball is played outside. However, According to the same person, a spokesperson, the rules could potentially change based on what happens with the pandemic moving forward. Randy Levine is working with the appropriate folks uh, representing the Yankees. Not sure who the Mets have, uh, trying to make sure that their folks are able to play. But, Gordon, let's start out with uh, Aaron Judge, because Aaron Judge was asked if he's vaccinated.
2: Uh uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm so focused on, you know, just getting through the first game of spring training. So I think we'll we'll cross that bridge whenever, uh, you know, <laughs> the time comes. But right now, so many things could change. So I'm not really too worried about that right now.
1: I take that as a no.
0: <laughs> that would certainly seem as a no. Now, I, I look. I'll be honest with you. I'm so confused with everything. Weren't mm-hmm. these mandates in place last baseball season?
1: I don't think they were in place on the field where you could not play. These, uh, I don't think these were in place, Gordon, because if I remember correctly, there was an issue because there were maybe, I think, 85% maybe of Mets were vaccinated last year.
0: Yeah, I I remember that was about the number that the Yankees had. Now, Mm -hmm. they didn't tell you who was and who wasn't, and it seemed like the Yankees specifically, maybe it's because I'm focused more on them, Mm -hmm. had a lot of breakthrough cases of people who were vaccinated and still got it. So, yeah um no but you're right I mean generally if somebody answers the question that way that is that is telling you that no I am not vaccinated
1: it's almost like he asked he answered the question uh about not being able to play at home as opposed to Mm -hmm. are you vaccinated it's like what what is it what do you what's it going to be like if you're unvaccinated and can't play at home and miss 81 games and not get paid so I think that's what he was answering as opposed to the question so that's a that's that's a shrewd move by uh, the future captain of the Yankees.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think it fooled anybody though. No, not I at mean all. I think everybody is has been around the block long enough to realize if you answer the question that way, outside of maybe Aaron Rodgers, um, you <laughs> you are not vaccinated. And 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 as big of an issue as it's been with Kyrie Irving, yes, it, I, I think it's a bigger issue if there are Yankees and Mets that are not vaccinated. They play far more often. The NBA, you know, the Brooklyn Nets are going to the playoffs. Yes. You don't know that if you're the Yankees and you don't really even the Mets, you don't no, know you don't that know. you're going to anything the playoffs. Can, anything can happen. It's, it's a, a long, long season. Absolutely, anything could happen. It's a long season.
1: Absolutely. And the other side of it is the fact that you lose service time. So Aaron Judge and we'll hear about him wanting to be a Yankee for life in the free agency that gets moved back if he's not vaccinated and does because because it messes with his service time. He may have to wait another year.
0: And it also, I think, would I mean that would kind of prevent the Yankees from going after Anthony Rizzo if he is still unvaccinated. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, you if you're the Yankees, you cannot go, you cannot, uh, he's not a fallback plan. No. <laughs> I mean, he's you already got a first right baseman now. that plays half the games. His name is Luke Voigt. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, exactly. So you know, the last thing you need is another guy who's going to be there half the time. Exactly. Now, if I remember correctly, listening to Kay
1: earlier today, he was talking about the fact that Rizzo, because he had cancer treatment previously, right. may have been, uh, did not have to, um, you know, did not have to uh, go for the, did not have, was exempt from the vaccination. So we'll see. And Don LeGreca just checked in on his way home from doing an outstanding job in pre halftime and post. Uh, mentioned that the Mayor de Blasio slid this part in before he left on December 27th. Okay. So this was the other part of it. So the mandate was added in on his way out. And so that's why all focus is once again on, guess who? Mayor Eric Adams. So is he going to make the change? And as the guys mentioned earlier today, Gordon, what do you do with the folks who lost their jobs earlier? How do they get their jobs back?
0: Well, I do think that it's going to be very interesting to see the hypocrisy of people because I don't think that generally I don't think that Kyrie Irving is a very sympathetic character. Right. Right. Like I I think that some people uh, are sympathetic to him, but I think he's far, far more polarizing. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge is generally, uh, you know, his, his Q rating is far higher, I think, than, than Kyrie Irving's. Mm-hmm. And if, if a player of his stature is now not going to be allowed to play because of these mandates, I think a lot more people will be up in arms. To me, it's the same. If the, the rule might be dumb, but it's the rule. So you've right. got to do whatever you have to do to, to make sure that you're available. Um, but I'll be interested to see now. All of a sudden, I think most people kind of agree the rule is dumb. Mm-hmm. But I think that more will be shouting about it now because of the popularity of a player more so than for for Kyrie Irving.
1: No question about it. And I spoke mistakenly. Don did the, was on the call tonight, not doing pre time. He does so much for the Rangers. I get confused.
0: He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. It he can't place. be. You he can't keep track of that guy.
1: It's true. But I will say this. If they do make an exception, Gordon, you will hear from a lot of folks, yeah, I, a lot of unions. <laughs> I,
0: I, I can't see him doing unbelievable. that. I don't think he can. Yeah, I don't think he can. Think Either he can. you have to get rid of the whole thing or you have to keep it in place. Or get vaccinated. Right. Well, look, the, the players they themselves, they can take care of this instantly, right? I mean, they can take care of this tomorrow. And maybe that's what Aaron Judge was kind of alluding to. Like, he's waiting to see things will change. If, you know, people within the Yankee organization, as you said, Randy Levine is talking to, I mean, he's very plugged in with people in the city. Mm-hmm. So if the rules are not, maybe he has some idea that the rules will change here fairly soon. There's been some some floating of that. And if that's the case, well, then that's the way they'll go. But if by opening day they're not changed, then Aaron Judge has a decision to make.
1: Yes, he does. And if he wants to be a Yankee for life, he better get vaccinated. Here's what he had to say about getting a contract.
2: As long as I'm playing baseball, you know, I want to be wearing pinstripes. You know, it's uh, been an honor and a blessing to be here, you know, get a chance to play in this franchise, you know, be surrounded by so many great players and walk in the footsteps of so many other former great players that have played this game. You know, there's no better place to play, you know, on this planet, and I strongly believe that. And, you know, I've been vocal about that. You know, I want to stay here in pinstripes. So, you know, if that happens, it happens. But, you know, if it comes to it that it doesn't, you know, like I've said before, I'll enjoy my memories here, enjoy my time with you guys especially and, you know, my teammates and everybody.
1: As the resident Yankee fan among us, Gordon, and there's a bunch of them on this, on this show, I feel lonely as a Met guy here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many years would you give, would you offer Judge right now? And now, assuming he's vaccinated and doesn't lose service time, because I know if he's 31, you're not giving him an eight year deal. So, yeah. how many years are you looking for, provided he gives you 140 games this year?
0: Well, I mean, assuming that he gets through this year healthy, I think you're looking in the five-year range, right? I mean, I don't think he can go seven or eight. Uh, but I think if you're talking in the five-year range of something around, you know, $35 million per year, uh, I think that's in the ballpark. Okay, I don't think you can go much further than that, right? Well, but, but didn't you give Aaron Hicks a seven-year deal? Well, yes, but Aaron Hicks also got ten million dollars. You want ten million dollars a season? I'll be very happy to offer you seven years for ten for, for 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 seventy. That would be great.
1: You know, but I would think he would get. I, I understand. And I understand what you're saying because of his age and his availability. It's been something, but I don't. Know, I think I'm willing to give him six. Well, look,
0: look. I, I, I six or The seven. goal would be to give him five, right? And mm-hmm. if if I think the the goal to give Lemayhew was three, right? And he yeah. ended up getting six years on the contract, which is really, the, I think they kind of space it out that way for for uh, accounting purposes, but it's really like a four-year deal. Um, so, yeah, if you have to go six, I guess you could go six, but I think that you'd like to kind of keep it in that, in that window of four or five years because of the injury history, the fact that he is a little bit older, uh, and I have no problem kicking it up per year, mm-hmm. maybe going a little higher per year. Mm-hmm but mm-hmm. I would prefer to keep the years in check and give him the the, the money, as much money as I can, but right. to kind of keep the uh, the okay. years under my control.
1: That makes sense, because then you don't want to worry about him at age 70 at the end of a nine-year deal.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, like, how do we know how he's going to age? He's not been a healthy yeah. player in in kind of his peak years. Mm-hmm. So is, is his body type the type that is going to age gracefully? I don't know. It, it, he's kind of a... He's a unique case. I mean, there's not that many six-foot-seven hitters out there.
1: Chatting with you at 1-800-919-3776. March Movie Mayhem, part two at the top of the hour here on 98.7 ESPN. You know, one of the fun parts about doing this show, especially after the baseball season, is we get to have immediate reaction from fans and you, the listeners, from games, Yankees games, Met games, so we love doing that. We love hearing your initial reaction and the fire and the frustration and everything that goes with it after various games. But since Gordon has joined us during the Yankees season, he has a a, a unique. A, if you're a Star Trek fan, with Mr. Spock, it would be called a mind meld with the Yankee manager Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is something we call "Answers with Aaron." So what we do is we give Gordon an idea of what Aaron Boone was asked, what the question was. He then channel, channels his inner Aaron Boone, and then we play Aaron Boone's actual answer, and it is usually simpatico, a hundred percent. So this is off season. This is not even preseason. This is this, this is sp- spring training for me too, Larry. This is not even spring training. This is just tossing on the side. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Aaron Boone was asked. How much outfield will Giancarlo Stanton play this season?
0: Well, I, I think that Aaron will, he'll kind of leave it vague, but he will obviously put a positive spin on it. So the positive spin will be that he will bring up how well Stanton played in the field last year and how that really brought out his the best in his bat, right? He played really well when he got out. To the, it took a little while. We had to ramp him up. But once we got him in the outfield, he played really well out there. So I'll say he, that they, they envision G, G, he'll probably refer to him as G, uh, that G will probably be out there quite regularly. You know, we're still working through things. We'll kind of play it as we go here into spring training. But I expect to see G out there on a regular basis. And I think he'll point out that last year it was like he was a different player when he played the outfield.
1: Aaron Boone, how much outfield was Giancarlo Stanton play?
0: I think a decent amount. I think it obviously went really well last year. You know, it was something that he wanted to do. And I think he was probably even pleasantly surprised with how well his body was responding. He obviously was playing really well when we started to have him do that. So whether it's two days, three days a week, I don't have that plan yet. You know, again, he'll kind of tell us that, his body will tell us that, but to have that flexibility, you know, especially the way our roster's constructed currently to be able to move guys around and it just allows the matchups on a daily basis to play out a little bit better. But I would expect uh, expect a fair amount out there. And, And on top of that, I thought he played really well out there. So that was encouraging. But he's ready to go. He's eager to get back out there. And I think it's reasonable to think he'll be out there a fair amount. Unbelievable. Was that, I think I think I hit the ground running right off the, the bat, right? Not even the If question. the Yankees can hit the ground running that well, we'll be in good shape. <laughs> no question about that.
1: No question about that. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. We start out with Spike in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight.
3: Hey boys, good good to grab you. I got to laugh at the uh, Gordon. He t- talking in platitudes, uh, and I'm watching uh, my buddy Mike Woodson now. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know the story. Real quickly, Larry knows it. Uh, when I used to have great seats, they were like I still think they were five bucks, maybe went to ten, two rows behind the Nick Bench, and when Woody came up, eighty, eighty one, if I remember, and Red never plays. The second come, it was Red second tenure, right, Larry, when mm-hmm. he came in. Yeah, and, and he never played rookies, but he sat him right next to him, you know. And Woody came out of, of of Indiana where he's coaching now, which is wonderful. So I'm watching him now. He's wearing a suit and tie, you know, real classic. You know, you met Mike Woodson, Larry. You, you're talking. A yeah. wonderful classic man. I'm really happy. It's awful. No, yeah, great guy. And not often in life, you get to come back have a great career, a very good ball player, a great college player, a decent NBA coach, obviously he built Atlanta, he built the Knicks up and and, uh, and come back and get an opportunity at an advanced age to uh, coach your alma mater. And he got him in, but uh, I, I'm thinking I used to talk to him because he didn't play. He played 10, 11 minutes a game. And I got to I told him I saw him in college against Herb Williams, who was in Ohio State, and we became kind of friends. You know, I went, maybe I got that seat 10 times a year. And it's nice to see him. Uh, good guys do finish. Uh, for his trouble is his team can't hit a three and the other team can So you know how that goes. But as far as uh, one quick comment on Judge, and I'll uh, listen to the movie thing, which is intriguing. I listened to it this morning. Uh, get, I'm thinking five, uh, 180 for five years. You know, he's worth it. And the age factor, look, like you said before, one of your boys said it, uh, they went a few extra years with LeMayu. But uh, uh, I sent you a message that um, Aaron Hicks got a Jerome James contract. I mean, (laughs) uh, uh, has a guy ever hurt more than him?
1: No. It doesn't seem Uh, to be hard to be. It doesn't uh, seem to
3: be. James cashed in off that one series, and, you know, we know, we joke about it, but he got paid a lot of money, and I don't know what it was. I'm sure you can look it up. He got paid $30, $40 million, and I don't think uh, he played uh, one-fifth of the time. So, uh, you know, you get lucky in life, I guess, if you, if you don't want to play. But uh, I'll leave it at this. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving put a 60-burger up tonight. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why he played 35 minutes when they were up by 35, 40 points, I know you're going to tell me he's not going to play the other games. And I'll leave you with this, boys. This mandate, I I couldn't figure this out if I was uh, the late Stephen Hawking. It makes no sense. And now with baseball, as I think you said it, Gordon, it's an outdoor sport. Yeah, that makes even less sense.
0: Whatever sense it did make, it's even lost it more on baseball.
3: Right, and I'll tell you, KD tried to walk it back. And and the game Sunday, I know it's a short program tonight. I won't harp on it. But my buddy and I always say the same thing. One game for all the marbles, as good as these youngsters are today, you give me LeBron and KD, and that's who I'm taking. I'd love to hear your opinion.
1: All right, Spike, thanks for checking in. I'm with you. Either one is good for me. (laughs) I'll take either one. I'll ride with either one of them. uh, They'll drive me home. They'll bring me home.
0: Yeah, well, me I mean, home. we always talk about the Nets. They're they're big two or the the you know the big three. If Ben Simmons ever does actually play, it's a big one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it Kevin is. Durant. It That's the guy. He's he's the key to it all. And, and look, he needs help. Uh, I'm not saying he can do it all by himself, but he almost did it all by himself last year. That's right. So he's pretty close to being able to do it all by himself. I would say I would
1: lean towards KD because I think I feel better about him free throws late than I do yeah. LeBron. Probably. So that's, that's I would lean with him in that sense.
0: And Jerome in, James was five for 30. He got $30 million.
1: And he he's a great babysitter, too. Just ask the little <laughs> kid that was sitting on his knee when he was on the bench. Vincent's in the story. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Vince.
2: Gentlemen, I enjoy your show. Um, the reason uh, you had mentioned why it didn't impact uh, the vaccine laws, didn't impact baseball last season the reason it didn't, it was because, uh, you know, the, the worst mayor in the history of New York City gave us a parting gift on December 27th of last year. That's when that, that rule. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that. That uh, was,
0: was my bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes.
2: Yeah. And that's why it didn't impact baseball last year. So, you know, we can thank that great de Blasio, the the, the worst mayor ever. And and hopefully this new mayor will find it, you know, you know, use his brains and, and figure out uh, let's, you know, let's get this right. Because, like you just said, it makes less sense now. It's it's just it's beyond you know stupidity that uh, what we're doing here with these, especially with these outdoor sports. I mean, it's crazy enough that you know Kyrie, can, you know, he can practice, he can attend the game, but he
0: can't play <laughs> the game. Stupid. I mean, yeah, it's just it's insanity. This thing going, yeah, no, it, it is. It's
1: insane. crazy, Vincent. And, and guess what makes it worse? You see where numbers went up in New York City today?
0: Is that crazy right? Numbers? Yeah, I did not up. see
1: that. Yeah, it went up, went up today. So, so, now, what do you do
0: <laughs> right yeah i mean if the if the numbers start to creep back up well i mean i don't know if it's the same way in um in the city, but mm-hmm. it's been a couple of weeks now since the masks have been off in schools, yes, so maybe that might be a reason for their a little bit of a blip here or there, who knows mm-hmm. um but um, yeah I, look if you're we can all i think we can all kind of agree that the rules are dumb, yes, exactly. but if you're if you're plan of action is to think that the rules are going to change. Government rules are going to change quickly. Hmm. There's even less evidence of that in the history books. Generally, those those things don't change quickly, even when they're stupid.
1: The wheels of government grind <laughs> slowly.
0: <laughs> right, right. If they <laughs> move at all.
1: I don't <laughs> even know if they move, move all. at all. Aaron. Slowly. Stevens in Long Island. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Steve.
0: Hey, how's it going tonight, man? Hey, Steve. What's going on?
3: Okay, uh, I got three picks for my final four. I'm not signed on my final one, but I like Virginia Tech as a sleeper. Villanova and Duke. And uh, my girlfriend, Gail, and me have a bet. I got the the Bulls going all the way, and she got the Miami Heat going all the way. So we're going to have to wait and see. Have a good night, and I'll talk to you guys later.
1: Thanks. All right, Steve. Well, I got, I'm going to tell you right now, um, you've already, she's already lost that one. <laughs> because if the Miami Heat are playing in this tournament <laughs> – you got an issue.
0: Well, I think he means the NBA, the Eastern Conference, right? Oh, okay. No, yeah, he said he had, he's,
1: yeah. He had Final Four NCAA.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, he had he had three picks. Yeah. He was a little. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the weekend got a little quickly here. <laughs> Arrived a little early for Steve. Uh, but yeah, he, I think he was talking about the Eastern Conference. I don't think either the Bulls. I, I don't. I definitely don't like the Bulls in the Eastern right. Conference. Mm-mm. Especially now with got the Nets shot. coming out of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, not the exactly. That's not the matchup you want there.
1: It's not. It's not. It, it's and listen, Demar Derozan's had a heck of a year for them. He really Incredible. has. But they've had some. They've had some injuries that's kind of brought them back to the pack a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's it, it's a tough it, it's a tough situation for them. It's a tough situation. So I got to take. Uh, I have before we get to the top. I want to run a couple of uh, to show the other side of, of things in this town. Buck Showalter spoke today. Yes, and Gordon, he was asked about his expectations for Francisco Lindor.
2: Just need to be our shortstop. If he brings that, you know, anything else he wants to bring, the last thing anybody here is going to do is try to put a thumb on some personality or something. I want him to be himself. And uh, trying to get me a pair of those green shoes, I'd, I'd look pretty fast in those things.
1: See, that's what you love about Buck. I don't have to tell you, as a Yankee fan, you knew what he brought to the table. He's already made the statement. I don't, I don't worry about Francisco Lindor because you know what? I'll handle him <laughs> when he gets out of line. I'll handle him, so he can go out. He's he's good. He's he's on him. He's learning. He'll be fine. He's learning what what lines he can go, how far he can go. I'll, I'll I'll rein him in if I have to. That's what I love about Buck.
0: Yeah, it would be a little weird if he was like, oh yeah, that guy. I got I gotta keep an eye on him on the first day, right? I yeah, mean, that would yeah. be a bit of a problem.
1: Yeah, he got the last manager fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> say something like that. Yep.
1: Adam Ovino spoke today, Gordon. On joining the Mets, here's what he had to say, and I think he had some words about one of his former employers.
0: Oh, it's great. It's where I really want to be. I mean, I get to sleep in my own bed and see my kids more and not have to move three times. So that's the biggest thing. Excited about that, and obviously this team. So it's great that a good team is in New York.
1: <laughs> great that a good team is in New York.
0: Yeah, he likes to tweak people. Remember, he, he before he was signed with the Yankees, he said he would strike out Babe Ruth, so I'm not.
1: Not with the stuff I saw him use last year.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs>
1: is, he hasn't been that guy in a while.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, look, he's a, he's a reliever, right? These relievers, yeah. it's, it's amazing how much things can change. You know, like there's five guys who are good year in and year out, and everybody else, it's like, this. wow, this guy's good this year. This guy's bad this year. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, it fluctuates a lot. And as you said last night, regular season, he's great. Postseason, eh, not so much. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing with relievers. If you're having a good year, your your manager is more likely to go with you more often, and that usually catches up with you the following year. It does. All of you're a sudden, right. he keeps going. Oh, wait a second. is not the same guys. I wonder what happened. Well, you kind of rode him into the ground last year.
1: Plus, in the short series, you go to him often. We figure out what, where, where the break exactly. is with the sure. off-speed, yep. spit, everything. We, we, we figure out what's going on with you. We do. When we return, can't wait. Night two of the March movie mayhem. Get ready at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY98 underscore seven. We'll hit it next on 987 ESPN.
4: This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon
3: Damer.
1: Ready and happy that you joined us here on 987 ESPN. Oh, it's that time. We debuted it last night. The March movie, Mayhem, and it was great. Guys did a great job. We had some interesting matchups. And uh, as Gordon will tell you in a second in explaining it, it's 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 tricky. So you have to really listen carefully. And we'll give you the Twitter handles again. At Gordon Damer, at Hardest ESPN. So when you hear them, get right to it. Quickly, So you can weigh in on who you think will advance as we try to find out who's the best hero and who's the best villain in these various movies. Sports hero and sports villain, not necessarily in the sports movie. Right, Gordon?
0: Absolutely, Larry. And last night we we did region one. And I have to say, I uh, know one else will say it. The the what a job by the selection committee really only one upset and that came in the eight nine matchup Roy McAvoy beating Rachel Phelps the uh, devious owner from the uh, from the movie Major League so mm-hmm. she is out but Roy Hobbs the number one seed got a little bit of a battle from Air Bud wow. those uh, those golden retrievers or yellow lab whatever he is he was all <laughs> over the place but Roy yeah Roy Hobbs was able to advance Clubber Lang moves on. Uh, Forrest Gump moves on. All the higher seeds were able to advance with the one exception of the 8-9 matchup, which is just a toss-up kind of matchup. But let's get to region number two because I think region number two is interesting. More villains in this region. Now, it's not Mm. exclusively villains, but I think the villains kind of – and sometimes it's villain versus villain. Wow, that's good. So let's get right to it. The number one seed in region number two. Very popular, a lot of votes from the selection committee. Right up there with the number one overall seed, not quite, but he is a number one seed. And the number one seed in Region Two is.
4: The field includes a group of elite golfers from around the world. The favorite
0: has to be Shooter McGavin. I tell you, I don't know what it is about this big winning streak I'm on. It, uh, I'm in the zone. What can I say? The hole just seems to get bigger. And we actually <laughs> found a clean cut from that movie. <laughs> I was waving without any curses in it. That's good. That's a positive. So, Shooter McGavin, he did not get the gold jacket, but he is going for the title of March movie mayhem. He is the number one seed. And I don't know. I get the feeling if any 16 seed this year is going to pull off an upset, it very well might be Shooter McGavin's opponent, who is...
4: I cannot hit curveball. Straight ball, I hit it very much.
5: Curveball, bats are afraid. I asked Joe boo to come. Take fear from bats.
0: Yes, Joe Boo, not many lines, but Joe Boo is the number 16 seed, the little statue that was in Pedro Serrano's locker. Yeah. He liked his cigars. He liked his rum. Yeah, I
1: could see. This This, this, this could be dangerous, Gordon. This could be and, dangerous and, for sure. And shooter. I would be
0: lying to you if I said that I did not go on eBay this week looking to purchase a Joe jo Boo statue. I, I thought about it. They're a little pricey, i got to be honest, but uh, Joe Boo – and Shooter McGavin, the one versus the 16. If Air Bud had a shot against Roy Hobbs, Joe Boo certainly has got a puncher's chance, Larry. Absolutely. No All question right. about it. number two seed. Also a fairly recent movie, at least by my standards. I'm old. The number two seed in the region is...
4: Basketball is is, is, is like poetry in motion. Just coming down the court, you got a defender in your way, you, you take him to the left, you take him back to the right, and he's falling back, and you just... Jay right in his face, and then you look at him, and then you say what?
0: Yes, he got game. It, of course, is Jesus Shuttlesworth from the Spike Lee extravaganza. He got mm-hmm. game.
1: Yeah, that that's, that's a good one. I love that
0: movie. That that's is a, a good very one. good movie. It's yes, on indeed. quite frequently, so it, it kind of builds a little bit, you know. You get to yes. see it more often. Yep. This next one. He might be a hero to some, but I think largely he is the villain because he is someone who has the the title of or the word analytics tied to him. And if there's any villain in sports right now, it's the term analytics. The number 15 <laughs> seed is.
2: Yeah, hey, listen, no, I I appreciate it. You're welcome. But the thing, thing is, is uh, you don't know how to play first base. Scott? That's right. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, watch. It's incredibly hard. Hey, anything we're doing is, and we're going to teach you.
0: Yes, that's Brad Pitt as Billy Bean in the mm. movie Moneyball. So Billy Bean, a real-life person, hero, villain, that decision's up to you, but he'll be going up against Jesus Shuttleworth in the opening round of uh, section number two. That's an interesting right. matchup. Yes, a little a little strange, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 3 seed. Oh my god. I just showed this movie to my son. He absolutely loved it. The number 3 seed in region 2.
3: Rudy.
4: You ready chat? I've
5: been ready for this my whole life. Daniel Can
4: you
0: take Rudy. Us I'm sorry, I stepped on Rudy's line there. Yeah. Daniel Rudiker. Rudy, of course, from the movie named Rudy, in case you weren't unaware. Uh, the number 14 seed going up against Rudy. He's going to need all his wits here. The number 14 seed is? As time goes by, they said he's washed up. He's finished.
2: He's a loser. He's all through. You know what? The only ones are going to tell me when I'm through doing my thing.
0: It's you people here. Oh, Randy the Ram from the movie The Wrestler. Did Brian, did Brian put this guy in here? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the movie The Wrestler. Oh, I love Mickey Rourke. He did a fantastic. Oh, he's great. He's great. great. And he movie. was perfect for that movie. Absolutely. And before you go on, Gordon, just to update,
1: according to our Jesse Rogers, the Yankees have signed first baseman Anthony Rizzo.
0: Oh, my goodness. All oh, right, so. Wow! Aren't you happy? We need to take a break from that. talk about March movie mayhem. That's some mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit. What's the four thirteen matchup, my friend? Uh, the fourth. I'm not, I'm not, I'm completely. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm uh, disheveled now. I'm like uh, completely <laughs> beside myself. I can't believe this guy is only a four seed. I grew up seven, eight years old hating this guy in this role. The number four seed is Southpaw jinx Nothing. Last time I took the fight too lightly,
5: and this man was just plain lucky. But this time, this time you all will see the real Apollo Creed. The whole world's gonna see the real Apollo Creed. Lightning fast and hard to catch. No playing, no jiving, just business.
0: Yes, Apollo Creed. Come on, who can give a better speech than Apollo Creed? Everybody's he might not Muhammad want any rematch, Ali, boy, Larry, but everybody's he's gonna Muhammad get one. Oh, he's uh, what a fantastic performance by Carl Weathers there. Apollo Creed, only a 4C. That's shocking. He will go up against the number 13.
5: Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential, To be the best that you can be. I don't care what the scoreboard says at the end of the game. In my book, we're going to be
0: winners. Yes, of course. It is Coach Norman Dale who's always got a plan. You know, he didn't really do that much coaching in the movie, per se. (laughs) A lot of speaking. Yeah, he did a lot of speaking. I don't know how that's going to work against Apollo Creed. You know, the old Mike Tyson line. Everybody's got a plan until they get hit, Larry. Well, maybe he'll go back to his French Connection days. (laughs) He might need to. (laughs) He might need to. Uh, All right, moving on. The number five seed in this region. A a guy, an actor who everybody knows his name, but the the role had only four lines in the movie, the entire movie, but he's a recognizable character in sports movies. He is the number five seed. He is...
3: What's the matter with you?
5: make it. Right. Buddy, get the ball to Jimmy. Top
0: the key. The floor. Let's go. Yes, I told you, he had only four lines. It's very difficult to pull dialogue from Jimmy Chipwood when he's only got four lines. He is going up a, a basketball, basketball matchup here nice. in the 5-12, Larry. Nice. The 12 seed is.
5: What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is Hard goddamn work making something this pretty look like a chump or a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason.
0: Yes, of course, that's Billy Hoyle, who I think is kind of sandbagging Jimmy Chitwood by only being a number 12 seed. He's mm-hmm. he's pulling his game, Larry. Yeah, you're right. So Billy Hoyle, the 12 seed there. Out, of course, white man can't jump. Of course. So that's 5-12, the sixth uh, matchup, another basketball kind of star, I guess. The number six seed is... (laughs) Look at me. Look at you.
4: It's not as bad as it looks.
5: Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dad. I mean, you knew about this? You knew about this and you didn't tell me?
4: I was hoping I wouldn't have to. Sometimes it skips a generation. I was hoping it would pass you by.
5: Well, Dad, it didn't pass me by. It landed on my face.
0: Yes, of course, Teen Wolf. Scott Howard is Teen Wolf. Michael J. Fox. He'll try to win in the end against the number 11 seed, who is... All right, as we wait word on Cap
5: Rudy's condition, Miami is sending in third-string quarterback Willie Beeman. 26 years old, a mystery man. Seventh-round pick out of Dallas. got wheels, you use your feet. In his fifth year... He went to the University of Houston. First year with the Sharks, he's seen four teams
0: in his professional career. And that, of course, is Steeman Willie Beeman from oh, yeah. any given Sunday, Larry.
1: Yeah, I was waiting when that when that movie would make its debut in our um, yes in our Mayhem bracket.
0: Oh yes, Jamie Fox can do it all: can sing, mm-hmm. can dance, can play football. He's amazing. Uh, and now, next up, we got what the 710, right? yes. seven ten, right? Seven. This is another guy. If you watch, I love this movie. This guy just absolutely is infuriating to me, even after seeing it a bunch of times. The number seven seed is. What, what are you saying? I don't even know what you're saying.
3: You're saying you're
2: dealing off the bottom of the deck. Oh
0: God! Come on, guys.
2: What did he give him?
5: To me, seven of hearts.
3: You boys, professionals. You're working.
5: Hey, no. Listen, listen. I was winning before this guy got here. All right?
0: Yes, of course. That is Worm from Rounders, Lester Murphy. Hmm. Oh, an endlessly frustrating character. Just talk about (laughs) self-destruction, that guy. Absolutely. And and what a job by our staff finding another clip that did not have any cursing in it whatsoever. That might be the only clip you hear from Worm even if he makes it to the Final Four. (laughs) We hear the same one over and over (laughs) again. (laughs) Yes, very well. Uh, And he will be going up against the number 10 seed, Larry.
5: You want to know? I want to know! Okay, I'm going to
0: tell you. Because you had the talent
5: to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker, some cheap second-rate loan shark. It's a living. It's a waste of life.
0: And of course, that is Mickey. And you know what? For all the times that I have watched the movie, I just found out today Mickey's actual last name: Goldmill. I know. I, no I, I never, yeah, never heard it before in my life. But uh, amazing what Google can do. It's uh, true. So that I yeah, agree. that brings us Larry to the uh, final matchup of this region, the eight-nine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many stars in this next movie, but this is the guy who absolutely steals the show. The number eight seed is...
5: What do you say, Al?
0: How about a fresca?
5: I'll slap an injunction on them so fast it'll make their head spin. You better get rid of those gophers, or I'll be looking for a new greenskeeper. Is
0: that clear? Yes, of course. It is Ted Knight as Judge Smales from Caddyshack. He is, he is hysterically funny in that movie. He absolutely steals the show. And then he will be going up against the number nine scene, who is?
2: So far, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot
3: to do over there, so I should probably get back. That is a really interesting painting.
2: Oh, thank
5: you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's me taking the bull by the horns. That's how I handle my business. It's a metaphor. I get it. But that actually happened.
0: Yes, and that is White Goodman from the movie Dodgeball, of course, played by Ben Stiller. So, your 8 9 match of very difficult calls. Mm-hmm. The yes. entire field, very difficult. But voting is now open. The choice, Larry, for better or worse, is up to the audience.
1: And you can do that. Vote by hitting us up on Twitter at Gordon Damer, at Hardest ESPN. And I have retweeted everything Gordon has put out. This is your first, this is the uh, second. Region of the first round. So make sure you uh you know weigh in. And if you don't like it, you know, if, if somebody doesn't advance that's on this list, it's because of you because you didn't vote. We just gave you the bracket for region number two of the March movie Mayhem at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer. Also you can weigh in at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. It's hardesty and damer until midnight on ninety eight. So we'll get to the calls in a second. Gordon, I was just happy. I was just trying to talk uh Brian Mangier off the ledge. Because right now, he is just trying to figure out where they're going to play DJ Lemahu now. And I have a suggestion. I want to run it by him, uh, Jake the Snake, and yourself. Okay, right. Here's what I would do. In spring training, I would give DJ a center fielder's glove. <laughs> because Aaron Hicks is going to miss a bunch of time. He'll be playing out there every day. Look at Aaron Hicks single-handedly added five years to Brett Gardner
0: last year yeah I mean there's no question I, th- there's it, almost like aaron hicks is is the uh is baseball's version of Kyrie Irving. I always say Kyrie Irving is as unreliable uh of a player as you can have. Aaron Hicks is not nearly the player that Kyrie Irving is Mm-mm. and he's even more unreliable. i mean he never plays he's always hurt so always uh I don't know it, it, i I don't know if this is the end of the Yankees making deals. Is there another deal to be had because the Could question be, no, is right. The question has always been kind of who is at second base? Mm -hmm. Is it DJ LeMayhew, who I think has one of the longest contracts on the team outside of Garrett Cole and and Stanton? Um, Or is it Gleyber Torres, because you know you can't play him at shortstop. And when he did go back to second base last year, he did kind of become the old Gleyber Torres. I don't know. It would be kind of hard for me to envision a scenario where opening day Lemeue is not the start you know the leadoff hitter- mm-hmm. but it's also kind of hard for me to believe that now Glaber Torres is going to be an afterthought when he's 25 years old and is a two-time former all-star
1: would you move him see Brian Brian was thinking about moving him, and I'm saying you're going to get pennies on the dollar for him at least he could, if he could get off to a good start, then I would move him.
0: Uh yeah I mean you're it's again it's 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 a case of selling low and unfortunately for the Yankees with a lot of these guys who they have relied on in the past it, it I think you could get something for Gleyber Torres far more than you're going to get for Luke Voigt if they move him mm-hmm. or far more for than you could do if you when you move Sanchez or or Clint Frazier who they just got rid of and mm-hmm. um, uh Miguel Andujar. but no you're not going to be you're not going to be um Bringing back some some grand hall that I mean, remember a couple of years ago, Yankee fans didn't want to trade him for for Jacob Degrom. I know, <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> well, we weren't letting Degrom go anyway. But I understand what you're right. saying. It's
0: true. But that's where but his that's where his ceiling was, and and at at a time, Glaber, you know, for all the talk we have about Judge being the guy that you give the long term contract to. Before the last couple of years, Glaber actually projected. He's far younger. He plays a more significant infield position. You would think that he would age better over time, but I, I don't know what I don't know what more the Yankees have up their sleeve. I still kind of feel like they have to have something.
1: It was amazing. You, you talk about the drop he had. At one time, he was. People said he was going to be the face of the franchise more so than Judge.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, because I mean, you take a was, look. Because he
1: was younger and he was, right. he was like, he was a five to a
0: player almost. And, and it wasn't like he just came out of nowhere. He was one of the top prospects in the sport. Uh, and they got when they got him in that deal with the Cubs, he, he had been, the first two years, he was everything you could have expected. He was, yep. he had an OPS of like 820, 830. And then the second year, he hit the 38 home runs and killed the Orioles every time. Got, I think, I think he finished somewhere in the MVP that year. He was an all-star those first two years. Uh he was incredible. But then 2020, he hit the skids, never yeah. recovered. Uh, and then last year was actually even worse. It was. It was So there's there's still some there's still some I, I guess that the 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 most likely thing is the Yankees will kind of let this play out and Glaber will be a second baseman when he plays, but maybe LeMayhu plays a couple of games at second, a couple of games at first, you know. Um, Rizzo has been has dealt with some injuries in the past. Is kind of in the decline phase of his career, even at this stage. Um, Donaldson has been known to get hurt, so LeMayhu might be able to spell third base and kind of be a, a super utility man.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. It's it's a uh, it's an interesting scenario with this Yankee team. It really is because you've got you've got places where guys don't fit. Yeah, it's no. like it's like it's like
0: putting you know. Square pegs and round holes. It's it's weird. It's uh, it's an indication that the team has not been put together very well by Brian Cashman. When when you're talking about having to move this guy here and that guy there, we got to go do this and we got to go do that, and I don't know what else to say. You got you got a bunch of outfielders. Nobody can play center field. (laughs) You got a bunch of guys who get hurt a lot. Uh, You've now gotten older at third base. You know Rizzo's a nice player, but. You know, he'll still get on base, and I'm sure that lefty swing will, will hit some home runs at Yankee Stadium. He can still field the position, but mm-hmm. he's not the player he was five no. years ago.
1: No. That's why I think two-year deal is not bad.
0: No. two-year uh, deal is good. Right. two-year deal, there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal, so a two-year deal is not terrible. And there's an option after one year. Right. Is it a player option or is it the
1: team option? Not sure, but listen, yeah. if, it's, if it's a player option, it's two years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: That we know. That's for sure. But it is interesting that, ironically, guys who were struggling played better when they fielded their position. You got Blaber going back to second, played better. Stanton was amazing in the field, Gordon. He was amazing in the field. His back just lit up. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that he would respond to being in the outfield like that offensively?
0: Uh, Not me. Uh, I'll be the first to admit because I thought that with as long as it took them to ramp him up to play the outfield, I didn't think it was ever going to happen. But, no, he was great when he got out there. And and clearly that's something that, you know, for all the talk about the analytics, right, the analytics of this, the analytics of that, there is a mental process of that, and and, and it doesn't get maybe read as much, but it's clear he was a different player when he played the field. He felt more like a complete player, Gordon. It's not easy to – I think it was – for
1: some players, and I remember having this conversation on a number of occasions, with some players, it's harder to be a DH because you, you're, you're, you're trying to find things to keep you in the game, right? When you're in the field, you're in the game. But when you're on the bench, you you, you get up in the first inning, maybe. You might not get up again until the third or fourth inning. What are you doing? You're underneath the underneath the batting cage. You're, doing, you're, you're not around the team. You're not. It's not that you're familiar. You're not part of the daily play. You're not part of it. You, there's no rhythm to you. And then you just come out and swing again. Now, listen. Everybody can't be Edgar Martinez. (laughs) All right. Right. Some guys excel at it, right? Yeah. Some guys are made for it. Other guys, you know, you want to show that you have a – it made him feel more like a baseball player. Gordon, it did.
0: Yeah. And look, um, Judge is an excellent outfielder. Yes. For for the the limitations that he has sometimes as a hitter, Gallo is an excellent outfielder. So I still think that Stanton is is going to play a lot at DH. He's not going Mm -hmm. to be out there every day. Right, but no, it was good to see him get out there last year and excel the way he did, especially after the injuries that he has had. It's nice to have options, isn't it? It is. I'd like to have a couple options in center fields. <laughs> I know you would. Could could, could we would. have a couple of options at catcher who can actually hit the ball? Uh, well, we'll see.
1: They may not be done. They may not be done. That's the only thing I can. That's the only thing I can give you, Gordon. They may so, not be. So done. so where does Freddie Freeman wind up? Maybe Toronto? would we've been here. Oh, that—that's a net loss right there, man. Oh my God. I would rather for for your sake. Listen, this, he's gone from Atlanta. I'm good.
0: So for your sake, <laughs> I hope L.A. <laughs> okay, as long as he's out of Atlanta, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you're happy. You're, I I'm mean, this great. is the, this off season has been nothing but wins oh, for you, my friend. Outstanding. If the Mets win as much during the season as they won in the off season, boy, you're gonna have a great year. You're uh, you're right. Unfortunately, we won the we won the offseason before. Yeah, that doesn't always it doesn't always translate. You're right. It does not.
1: Brian, what was your thoughts when you heard about the passing of the great Scott Hall, the wrestler the bad guy, the bad guy? It was sad. It was very sad. Yeah, he was entertaining. He was a lot of fun. Super entertaining. I think like he was loved, beloved by the wrestling world too, mm-hmm. which is. Which is great to hear and and his last speech in the Hall of Fame was really sad as well. I was like, Oh man, he just look also looked a little burned out as well, yeah, yeah. so it's a and, hard life, yeah it
0: is it is a hard life they i mean these guys perform a lot um it's a it's not it's a tough thing, and he was one of the best one and and he was a guy. That I, you know, I was obviously into wrestling as a kid, late '80s, mm-hmm. early '90s, and yeah. then I'd gotten out of it. And then when him and Scott Hall went to oh. WCW as the Outsiders, the NWO—I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of had to. See, it was must-see TV. It, it really was. was. And uh, he was a great, he was a great performer. And it's such a unique skill set, right? Like you have to be like this big guy. You have to be. You have to have a certain level of athleticism,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: you also have to have a level of personality. Yep. You have to be able to to be able to ad lib on a mic, and he had mm-hmm. it. He had he had all those boxes he was able to check. You know, yeah, he definitely had star power. And you can tell those who don't know how to check those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Look, it was just you know. There's plenty of guys, and I'm not watching wrestling anymore. I'm sure Brian can tell you that. You know, when you're growing up, there were certain guys who were big guys, but they just yeah. couldn't. You know, they didn't have they didn't have all those those different couldn't boxes swing it. checked. Right, swing they didn't have it in swing. the mic.
1: That's the problem. No, no. They could be athletic, and they don't have on right. the mic. And he had it, yet at all. He yep. did. He did. I got to tell you though, I was I was uh, parachuting in last night, going through the channels, mm-hmm. uh, and Edge gave a documentary last night, Brian. I mean, he was. I went. He was in the ring talking. I turned to about four or five other stations, came back. He was still in the ring talking. I turned away. He was still in the ring talking. I'm like. Boy, somebody must have passed out and they needed filler time. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. It was crazy. It was crazy. Gordon, before we get to the calls, Um, John Heyman said the Yankees made offer to Freddie Freeman, tweeted this moments ago, made offer to Freddie Freeman, got the impression he wasn't interested, and then he suggested that there's a rival who may be interested in Freddie Freeman. You know, a rival to the north.
0: Uh well, that would be the Red Sox or the that Blue would be Jays. The Red Which Sox. one? I that mean would it, be the Red it, it seems like it's either the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, or the Dodgers. So yeah. is a sixty six percent chance you're gonna see Freddie Freeman a whole lot if you're a Yankee fan.
1: Yeah. I think so. I think so. You know. I don't want to see him.
0: I'm good. I've seen enough. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> I've seen enough. Right, I need a call. mystery yeah. team. I need the John Heyman mystery team more than ever, Larry. I need somebody to swoop in here at the last minute and steal them away. Yeah, you need somebody in the NL West. <laughs> NL, somewhere in yeah. the NL. NL West. And like I said. I'll, Who I'll, the Phillies I'll, got at first base? Can the
1: Phillies no, sweep? No, no. That's too close. No, 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 no. I've done that same division thing. No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Give yeah. me L.A., give me San Diego, right. give me West, give me Giants. Listen. That way, Don and Nancy could have fun talking about Freddie Freeman at the oh, Giants. Sure. Oh, it would be fabulous. It'd be, be happy. Dante's in Queens. Hey, Dante, you're next on 987 ESPN.
4: Hey, guys. Um, thank you again for taking my call. Um, I know you guys are talking about the baseball free agency, but I, it just, it, it's one Nick note. It just like really irritated me tonight, even though I know the Knicks aren't playing.
0: Mm-hmm. I had
4: to get you guys' opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody's seen the, the sixty points um Kyrie dropped yes. on the um on the magic, but I'm going through my um Facebook feed and I I, I, I see this I, I, I see this idiot Fournier go out of his way to tweet about how Kyrie is the most skilled player in the league. It's like, bro, you're a nick. Have some pride. You could have talked about any other player, but the Nets, all they do is clown you, and you're basically, I know it's a family show, you're going to go out of your way to be a a butt kisser. You know what I really want to say, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So if social media was in the 90s, you would never see any Nick compliment something Reggie Miller did or Jordan did or Tim Mm -hmm. Hardaway. It's like Mm -hmm. like, I have a problem with that. And even though, you know, my nickname for him is, you know, sanitation to the 10th power, it's like, bro, you should know better than that. You really should know better than that.
1: Dante, like, he sounds I, 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 like he, he sounds like a guy, listen, and, and I understand that you, 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 you love what you saw. You appreciate it. And thanks for the call, Dante. I understand that, Gordon. You loved it. You appreciate it. It was a very nice effort. It was a skilled effort.
0: But you can't say anything as a Nick. I just think you can't. Uh, well, I mean, I think this is. I agree with you. Before I play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. uh, I agree with you. I, I hate seeing my guy, you know, do stuff like that. Um, but th- I, this kind of is like the new thing, right? Like, it is. Everybody's friends with everybody. Everybody's I good know. with everybody. You know, and and he's not wrong. No, nothing. He nothing he's saying is wrong so far. No. I didn't see the tweet, but if he's saying that Kyrie is the most skilled player, he—I mean, he is. He's unbelievable. He is. I don't need you saying that. Though. Right? You no. Know, I. We I don't all know want it. My guy. Be more controversial. Be more controversial on no, Twitter. Right? Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just get
1: off Twitter Listen, altogether. Don't hey, hit Gordon, send. Gordon, say what you normally say when people go by you. Right. Nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say, yeah. say what you normally say when you get beat off the dribble, and and you're trailing behind them, waving help, help. Say the same thing that you say then. Wow, that's that for me. You know, that's a, now. This is why Kevin Durant
0: has burner accounts. This way, he's allowed exactly. to say whatever he wants. That's and, right. That's right. And by the way,
1: Kevin's 53 was pretty good against you on Sunday. You didn't say anything there. <laughs> Tumbleweeds rolling down, rolling yeah. down Madison Square Garden Avenue. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. I mean, you know. As good as Kyrie was, you know, KD was pretty good Sunday, too, right there.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I said earlier in the year that Fournier, they, they should take the ad that they have on the front of Nick jerseys and put it on his back because you see it a lot more, especially on defense. I tell you, right by him.
1: everybody knows how to spell his name.
0: Yes. Everybody knows
1: how to spell his last name, Gordon. Yeah. They all do. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that because you've year. seen it a lot. Oh, it's been a brutal year. It's been a brutal year for him. Uh, Eli's in Washingtonville. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Eli. Hey, fellas. Uh,
5: welcome on my rant. Listen, uh, this guy, Cashman, <laughs> in tribute to Scott Hall, I would love to put Cashman on the
0: Razor's Edge. <laughs> and you like. Because <laughs> this guy Gordon, how long have I been telling you that this guy is a clown? I think before he even got he... the job, Eli. I, I think like a year or two, you you were talking about how bad he was. No, I mean you've been you've been pretty consistent. Oh, I, I don't think there's anything here on on Aaron Boone that's the problem. This is more of a Cashman thing. No, that's what I'm saying, Cashman. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, about Cashman. Brian Cash- yeah, you've been on Cashman for a while too. I, th- I I'm sorry. My first reaction was uh, Aaron Boone. I hear Eli from Washingtonville. My first reaction—he's obviously going to be talking about Aaron Boone.
1: So in other words, if you guys were playing password, if he said, if he said, if he, if you said, if he said Eli, you would say Aaron Boone.
0: Right. Exactly. Yep. <laughs>
1: Go ahead, Eli. Listen, man. this it, this team
5: just not like you said. it, it makes no sense. Like, the guy that everybody knew that the Yankees should have went after was Greg Olson. And the thing that the Yankees do, or Brian Cashman does, is that he overvalues his prospects. Like, for example, Gary Sanchez. How long did he stay with Gary Sanchez To for now to admit that he was wrong and then bring Donaldson, that's a hurt freak, and he still didn't – Learn his lesson from Ellsbury. I guess he wants another Ellsbury in the team. Like this guy, I don't understand anybody that says that this guy is a uh, a uh general manager in the major, in Major League Baseball. She get
0: taken off the air, and that's including Michael Kay. I'm done. I'm done with well, catalog. I mean, they they have had they have had good success. I realize they haven't won a World Series. They have not achieved the ultimate goal. They have uh, been uh, fading quicker and quicker. They don't win division titles anymore. There, there's legitimate criticism, but there's ex- legitimate things that you can say Brian Cashman in his tenure has done a good job of overall. But no, I mean the the team that they are putting together right now and the move, and here's the thing about the moves that they're making. None of these were the first plan right there's no way you can tell me the first plan was we're going to go get josh donaldson and 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 stick um and get a, an all glove guy at shortstop mm-hmm. an all, a guy who can't hit at all behind the plate as our backup catcher and we'll just bring back like all of these are plan b's yep you're right you're right and
1: listen here's the positives he has he has made moves that you, as a Yankee fan, have had sustainable success mm-hmm. in the fact that you are in, you are you are in the postseason every single year. Mm-hmm. Every single year, there are teams and fans that would kill for that. The problem is because of your history, that's not good enough. And yet, as you mentioned, you haven't won the World Series now in over a decade, and so you're looking and you're saying, okay. Like when are we when are we going to get to the top of the mountain again? What what's going on here? You're not making that key move. There was always there was always a key move that they made at the beginning of the season, Gordon, and at the trade deadline in the middle of the season, where all right, this guy didn't work out. Let's go get somebody else. And you got him. And and, and between that move and somebody that you brought up from the minors, and then you took a second gear, you would sprint on to the end and get to the postseason, and and you know at least get to the to the ALCS, and that just hasn't happened over the past couple
0: of years. You've gone out in the first round early. Yeah, I mean they have not uh, since 2017. It has been uh, they've gotten further away. Now they got to the ALCS in 2019, but they had lost in six games as opposed to seven games. The year after that, they lost in the division series. Last year, you lost in the wild card game. I mean, they don't win. They don't win the division anymore. No. They've won the division like once in the last like decade. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, do Yankee fans feel like they're getting closer to a World Series title or further away? I think most further of them away. further away. Yeah, no question. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7
4: ESPN.